Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I am your host, Jack. And I am your host, Christina. And this is the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. And today, on this marvelous of all days, I will tell you a story. This is my new voice. I sound like, like the old school making fun of nerves. I don't want nerves here, so it's not like... Well, to, well, I'm gonna talk like this while I tell you this story. I want these nerds sound like today when you make fun of nerds. Well, I don't make fun of nerds. I am a nerd. I'm one of the most educated people I've ever met, and oh. I'm obsessed with information. Mm-hmm. Nerds sound like cool skater guys. <laughs> okay. Nah, most nerds sound like nerds. I am an exception and a troll. Mm-hmm. No, but listen to me. I was. We've been. We've all been shook by the fact that turns out everything we were looking at was AI to begin with. Okay. Yeah, right? Pretty shocking. It's like, oh shit, the Naga are just AI, and this is some sort of simulation, and fairies are just either things that we've programmed from those individuals, or it was those individuals personally coming in See. through VR and other things, or what not. Yes. So I was like, okay, how many things have we chalked off the list? Because we went down the list, and it's like, okay, reframing this. What's what? So, you know, we found out what the Naga are. That makes sense. We know Elfame might be base reality, or at least from our perspective, but it could yes. be just another fucking part of the... We can't see far as this, so we're just going to assume that's base reality as far okay. as we know. Mm-hmm. And we know that Earthrealm and Shadowrealm are essentially the same shit, just different parts cut off to prevent access They're to different obviously areas obviously the fake ones. <laughs> obviously the fake ones. And we know the reasons that moving in one affect the other, because it's technically the same place. You're just not allowed to see the bigger picture. It's... Oh, shit. What? It's weirdly enough. Oh, fuck. Hmm? Dude, it's flat earth. Fuck. It's flat earth. It's the logic behind flat earth. There's a <laughs> place you're fucking kept in. Uh-huh. And Elfame is on the... Uh, not Elfame. The Shadow, Shadow Realm is on the other side of the ice wall, isn't it? It's the other fake area that's bigger and larger. Hmm. Not literally Earth Realm, but it's the same idea. They're kind of pushing up <laughs> we're in this middle and there's more to just our thing yeah. but there's more outside of this but in our thing there's more than what we see yeah and like yeah there kind of is yeah so Shit. it could be flat earth it could be shallow earth isn't that also something of like oh, it's hollow another earth. yeah hollow earth yeah 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 there's sure. more but else. yeah all of it is ultimately the same idea it's this whole there are different areas we don't have access to but it's code Mm, we yeah. see it as a giant ice wall, but like, where the fuck in nature would that naturally happen? Just surrounding? Just a giant fucking impossibly tall? Like, come on, dude. We have to build crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Tell me, mm-hmm. ice just decided to climb. Not solid. It's not ground. There's no land. Ice just kept building higher and higher and higher. And it hits the sky. The mm-hmm. ice hits the sky. That was just fucking just natural. It just happened. How? Go ahead. Explain the fucking to me. It sounds like some shit that was just dropped there. Okay, so you're supporting flat earthers? No, I'm supporting that there's a fucking firewall there stopping us oh, in or out. Okay. Flat earth is just what it looks like to us. Yeah. From this version of reality. Mm-hmm. But, no. But you wouldn't say shadow, the Shadow Realm is behind that? No, 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 no. It's just a visualization, ultimately, because oh, okay. somehow the Shadow Realm is with us right here. We're in it. 
but we can't see it. Mm -hmm. Because Earthrealm is the part of the Shadow Realm that's been cut off. So that we can't see the outside. Because we are made in the Shadow Realm? Yeah. We're just made within the Shadow Realm as sort of... Presumably, the entire Earthrealm, as we've established, exists as some sort of experiment by Yaldabaoth inside of the Shadow Realm after killing fairies, which are actual people from, or as far as we know, whatever the case might be, people from Elfame mm-hmm. dying in the Shadow Realm, and that weird glitch of a thing that shouldn't happen created Earthrealm, which, okay, fantastic. Yes. Now, as we started nailing all these things home and all these other things... Mm-hmm. There, we answered almost everything, reframing it, not answering it, but we, we managed to almost reframe everything. Everything fit. But going through the notes and studying, like, okay, what, what do we look at? There was one thing we could not, under any circumstance, nail down. What was that? We still have no idea. And even in this context, it's actually got more confusing. What? The fuck is a Nephilim? Um... I understand a naga mixing with a human yes. or an alicia now because yeah. they're just programs fine and this program you're merging with ai you're merging existing program and you're adding ai to it we do that all the time facebook existed beforehand without ai now it has ai running a lot of the systems mm-hmm. it happens all the time you can take an existing system and add ai fine naga human logic now what the fuck happens when two different parts of the same program, the Elysians in Earthrealm and the humans in Earthrealm, together do something that's somehow not AI, at least AI programmed directly from Elfame, but is somehow still also more powerful than the Elysians by default, all the capabilities of a human by default, and is a different third thing that exists made from the code in Earthrealm. But the sum of it isn't anything from Earthrealm. It's literally labeled as a whole other thing. It is. So that is strange. Why? Okay. Huh. Yeah. Problem. That is strange. What? It's the only thing we can't figure out. Everything else got reframed. Then what the fuck is this? Dude, AI makes sense now. We can, oh yeah, Naga mixing, totally fine. Yeah. Fine. We could do, I could do that shit myself. Easy. What the fuck is a Nephilim? That's like, what? And it's everywhere that shit's mentioned when a naga has a child with a human what's the child is that just a naga um well uh what was uh his name kaldinya's son was half naga half uh human Human? and what was he considered this is just Just half and half half half. like like, new yeah, it was just, it was exactly what you'd expect this is just a program that was developed and added ai to it the end but this other thing it's own thing. It's not a half human, half. Why? Why isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the question. How did you take two things and make the thing better than both things? It's not the sum of both things. You made something. It's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. Hmm. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So that's where the road opened, and I'm like, obviously, I have to chase this because everything else makes sense, and where the questions are is where the answers are. So we've nailed things down, but there's a thing we can't nail down, and that's going to provide us answers for other things that we haven't even considered questioning. And although we've translated everything to AI, that in no way tells us what the real purpose behind any of these things are. We'll never figure that out, though. That, but... How do you know? Why are you just oh, discounting us figiguring things out? You think so? Hmm? I don't know why you got to be so negative, like we're not going to find anything instead of we don't know. You're just like, we'll never know. It's like, what the fuck? Why? 
But why the negativity, bro? Mm-hmm. Well, why the negativity, bro? Answer the question. Because we haven't. I don't know. Right, but how much crap have we uncovered with time? There's always more than there was. And a bunch of things we didn't think we'd ever find information on we have. For example, things from Elfame. It took digging, but eventually we got names. Eventually we found out who, which individuals are most likely. Which actually, now that we talk about that. If Shiva is an individual from Elfame, then mm-hmm. we actually know of a first cap. Like, we know the name of a person, of a human, from actual base reality. He goes by Shiva, and Shiva had a problem with the program. Shiva said, whatever that part of the program, Azazel, right there, ooh, I don't like that. What was Azazel again? Azazel was a member of the Garden of Eden and cast out for impregnating a... Well, actually, I don't think he was a member of the Garden of Eden. He was a member of the Shadow Gods, my bad. He was arrested for impregnating an Egyptian because it resulted in creating an Elise... uh, Nephilim. Nephilim. Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. She's not cool with that. Okay. No, Whatever was that like, is. Yeah, she was like, no. Again, some person from base reality comes in and is like, whatever the fuck this guy made. No, I don't like him. I don't like that he's doing this. Hmm. Shiva didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Some A programmer. Shiva is somehow one of the individuals who can control the system, which is why we see them as so colossally up there. He's yeah. up there in the grade of Mab, a programmer of some sort. A programmer who enters the program and says, fuck that guy. That guy is scary. What he was a human? What was he again? He's for a fairy for Melfi. He's a fairy? Shiva, yeah. No. Um, oh, Azazel a... is just an Elysian. Oh, okay, okay. The Elysian, Okay. Yeah, that was an Elysian. Okay. Which, interesting, I didn't realize this, but that means we know of actual three different um, individuals from Elfame. One of them was Shiva, and then, hold on, let me see if I can find their names, because I'm pretty sure we had a couple of them. Shiva was one, and not, no, Susan was a different individual. We had, what are the three main... Uh, uh, Indian gods. Those are oh, here we go. Shiva, Vishnu, and Indra. All three are fairies, which means all three are people we know who came from Elfame, regardless of whether they're human or whatever the case might be. Human by the context of what we're describing as base life yeah. form in any place. So, based on that, we know the names of at least three who aren't AI, like the Naga. Mm-hmm. Naga is just Elfame word for AI. Banagas are fairies, right? Everything from Elfame we will label a fairy. But that means just from Elfame. Before it meant supernatural. And actually, no, it always meant just from Elfame. But now, when but now they're AI. The Naga are AI, but they are from Elfame. Mm-hmm. But not- we're assuming the other things that come from over there are not AI. No, we believe Shiva, Vishnu, and Indra are all people in the VR. Okay. They're experiencing this for entertainment or some other purpose. Those are the programmers or the users of some sort. Okay. Like MAB. They're categorized either equal or similar to MAB. Okay. They could just be people who enjoy the system and have nothing to do with making the system, and MAB could still be over them. We don't know. But we know that these individuals are not Naga, we know the Naga are the AI. The Naga are created 
mm-hmm. by Oros, and Oros is created by Mab. So he's he must be some sort of AI that exists outside of the system and helps her make other AI. Okay. Because this is literal purpose. So I don't know where Vishnu, Shiva, and Indra land relative to her, but they are equal, at least, in that they are the type of people she is. How do we know know. that? Based on their descriptions, they seem to fall under same level of capabilities. They come and go equally, and they seem to be in a chain of command equal to where Mab is, where questions and answers from here land at those individuals. Okay. So they are information sources equal to her. Which means they have access to the same information, opposite to Oros, it might not necessarily have the same capabilities as an individual who can make something like Oros. Okay. While these individuals seem to have those same capabilities of external thought, behaving outside of uh, any expectation, there's no obvious pattern or purpose to their behavior, they do what they want. Mm -hmm. Oros has a purpose. Oros has rules, he has a... a mission assigned to him. While Mab doesn't seem to, she does things as far as we know. We have little information we have. We have to go off of that. Shiva also seems to just do what he wants. There's no rules. Uh, Vishnu and Indra and actually Brahma, all of them fall under this idea that none of them have any obligations. Thus, they are not part of the program. The lack of obligation tells us yeah. they weren't programmed. Okay. The you freedom of, out. yes, okay. the freedom of movement. The fact that we are restricted, even if we think we have free will, think of it. You can't violate your programming. You can't just ignore what you consider instinct. You can't just ignore the impulses that happen subconsciously. Mm-hmm. If I mm-hmm. swing at you without thinking, you're going to flinch. You had nothing to do with that. That's your programming kicking in. Okay. You know, you had no yeah. thought involved in the flinch. That was your programming kicking in. Mm-hmm while these individuals don't have that they there's nothing forcing their hand in any direction mm. and that's that's where i the line i use to determine that they are not like the rest of us okay and but they're afraid or at least one of them is afraid of yes what is it called again the nephilims nephilim well he specifically said he was afraid of azazel okay. but azazel is notorious for being the nephilim maker Yes. So there's some line there that's something about the situation Shiva does not like. Okay. So that Hmm. seems to be that position. Now, why can't we figure out what the fuck the Nephilim are? So, the road opens trying to find the Nephilim, right? That's the beginning point. Somehow, trying to find that. I get a couple of interesting tidbits that I haven't thought about before. First, we know that there's a location with Nephilim. That's where I began. We know that in Norway, there's a town of Nephilim living amongst the people. Okay. Hidden. Secrecy. But it's like, okay, this sort of Celtic shit isn't telling me more about this place. It's just vaguely mentioned and then vanishes. Okay. So I approach this differently. And I then ask, how do I track any other mention of nothing specific from anybody, just something up north where something marvelous happens? Or someone marvelous is 
in the most broad terms possible so that I don't box anything in. I'm not going to mention a country. I'm not mentioning a group of people. Just in general, doing a generalist fuck search for something north of Europe. Okay. Where interesting, abnormal things take place. Is this going to lead us to Santa Claus? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. But immediately, the first thing that showed up, and this is weird because it's a, it circles back to a lot of shit we've ignored in the past because it didn't seem relevant. Okay. So, the Greek. As we know, they were very advanced themselves, uh, not necessarily to the degree. Well, actually, we have no idea, considering they actually did succeed in making an artificial manga, so fuck. They were probably equal to all these other motherfuckers, and they did it alone, which, okay, impressive. These people working together, you guys got there by yourselves. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. You're at least as good as the fucking Egyptians, and you didn't have help. That's a statement. They probably stole tech, though, because they were dealing with them. There's no way they didn't get anything from them. Even if they, they were didn't... dealing with the Elysians. No. Exactly. That's what I mean. You think the Elysians were... T- well, fair enough. They were in exchange. That was the point of Mount Athos. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. They could have... Yeah, 100%. Maybe it was selective. It was like, we're going to give you certain things. Mm-hmm. But we're going to come back around to that discussion that they must have had about these things. Okay. We know that they're highly advanced. And they are about equal to their rivals. We don't know necessarily why they were rivals, other than uh, an obvious dislike between these groups of people and probably a lot of racism. But whatever, they all kind of came up together and they exchanged even if they didn't necessarily like each other. Yeah. Now, things to note about the Greek. They contained the Nagakido, who created the Medusa and her sisters, Mm -hmm. and also successfully created the artificial Naga Glycon. Useful tidbits of information. Now... As a member of, uh, all this happened as a member of the Greek gods research team. And this is where we have to take an interesting little dip, right? It seems like they are the ones that have successfully located, without knowing what they found, the town of Nephilim. How do you know? Well, that's what this episode is about. That's how I know. I'm about to tell you how I know. That is the point of what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. So, they call it Hyperborea. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I got really general. And I said, where is your mention of a place where marvelous things happen and is up north of Europe? And these motherfuckers believe it's up north of Europe Amazing things happen, and their general area they believe it's at is Scandinavia, which is Norway. So they are talking about the thing we think they're talking about, and we will get into their descriptions of it. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. Please. So this place is literally, this is the connecting line. This is the literal connecting line here. The stories that come out of this then get turned into different uh, scriptures and mythological writings, use a very specific, very exact term, which they describe it as a blessed land near the source of the sun. 
That is the description that they say. Now, they also claim the sun never sets here. What? Now, interesting fact, mm. Norway is one of the countries where you have the clearest view of the aurora. Okay. So your sky is always bright. Okay. Mm, you see how it's slowly starting to piece together where we might potentially be. Now, this is what's interesting about this. When we then reference back to the hidden Nephilim location, we see that it is a refuge town for Nephilim and humans described as a blessed land. And what happens in this blessed land? Well, it's the holy land of the Nephilim, where the sun never sets. And it's like, oh, okay. That's what they describe it as? Yeah, where the sun never sets. It's always beautiful and it's always bright. But it's the blessed land of the Nephilim? That's what they call it, yes, the blessed land of the Nephilim. Well. But, I mean, the blessed part of the, like, that, the two, don't take it too literally. It's just a place where Nephilim are. And, like, they all use the same description, but the blessed part doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, but it's saying Nephilim. <laughs> like, oh, no, the, is not saying No, no, Nephilim. no, it's not literally saying Nephilim. The oh. Greek aren't. The Greek aren't saying Nephilim. They, the Greek said a blessed land near the source of the sun. Mm -hmm. And in Celtic uh, uh, mythology, what you get is a blessed land where the sun never sets. And they describe it. As where the Nephilim are. Okay. So the Greek have no idea what's up there. They just know we went somewhere where greatness was. And now let's reframe what we're talking about. The Because it's important where we began. The Greek are about as advanced as the Egyptians. And the Egyptians were brought up to the level of the Elysians. Which means the Greek were at least roughly in that area for them to come back and say, those guys are advanced. Mm -hmm. Now we have something interesting happening. They're like this holy land, this blessed area where these people, where marvelous things we don't understand happen. This great, marvelous, holy of places. It's so wow. Yeah. And it's like. Like the bro, mountain is really wow. Yeah. It's like you guys are considered gods to everyone you've ever met. And you're like, what the fuck is this powerful thing? Okay. We have questions for days. What the fuck is a Nephilim, bro? Mm -hmm. How is this a thing? How are the Greek coming back, having found the place, and they're like, oh, it's, it's beyond us. And you're equal to the Elysians. I get why the Elysians were like, nah. They're not nah. equal to the Elysians. The, the, Greek? the Greek? The Greek were at least equal to the Egyptians and the Egyptians were made equal to the Elysians by default. Oh, and okay. just technologically speaking, we know where the Greeks successfully made it. Things that even the Elysians themselves couldn't accomplish, like creating an artificial naga. Okay. So there's a couple yeah, okay. of, maybe in different areas, yeah. but we're talking different but equal. I keep forgetting you're talking about the scientists specifically, not the people, just regular No, because people. also you have a bad habit of thinking that when I say the Egyptians, I'm also talking about all the Egyptians, yeah, but like the, like the Egyptian <laughs> people were primitive. We're talking this specific group of Egyptians or that specific group yeah, of Mayans. Yeah. We're not talking about, actually, when we're talking about the Mayans, we are kind of talking about the whole thing. <laughs> Fair enough. They were all together. Interesting. And when we're talking about Egypt, we're talking about a very specific region in Egypt. Okay. Not the whole group of Egypt. So the Egyptians, not necessarily. When we're talking about the Mayans, yeah, I guess we're technically talking about all of them because it was a top-down kind of structure where everybody had the same information. Okay. But the Egyptians are the same scenario. I'm never talking about all the Egyptians. You're that doesn't make sense. The... I'm talking about the group of people. Okay. 
The group like, of people. Okay. Yeah, the scientists. That's mm-hmm. it. The super highly advanced scientists. And mm-hmm. in this case, they, the Greek, were about as good as the Egyptians, and the Egyptians were made by the Elysians as good as they were. So we're talking that the Greek are roughly, almost, not necessarily equal, because I'm sure that they made sure to not put all their cards on the table, even for their people. For Even for the Mayans and even for the Egyptians, I'm sure that they're like, we got a couple of cards in case of shit. Okay. So they probably kept themselves on top. But we're talking that the Greek are familiar with the Elysians. For you to have that level of familiarity and be blown the fuck away at whatever you saw when you went to Hyperborea, mm-hmm. well, now we have a different problem. You saw some shit so mind-boggling that the people who we would categorize as God comparative to you, you see these things above them. Interesting. Interesting. So there's something higher up than the Elysians, and it's literally harder to find, like the Elysians. And are there any stories of that place? Of like, besides that, it's the best place with the sun ever setting. Well, we gotta remember the fact that the higher up the totem pole we go, the less information we're gonna find on it. Ah, that's okay. where it gets. And it seems to apply through everything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That the higher up we go, whether it be through the realms or it be through the power scaling. It just gets sketchier and thinner and just, you gotta look deeper. Lame. Okay. But, Hyperborea, under that name, was mentioned by the Greek, but it seems that the Greek connected with enough people to tell them about this place that they found fascinating. And that's where we end up with the amount of ancient texts that mention identical places in the same fucking location. So, Herodotus, he wrote that he, on going to where the Greeks told him he would locate it, Mm -hmm. he found a mythical land far beyond the north wind where people lived happily to an advanced age. That's all he put about it. Never addressed it again. We're assuming this is the description of the place that they're talking about? He's talking about exactly where they told him to go. Okay. Then a different philosopher called Hesiod, he himself wanted to reiterate what the Greek said. And he said, no more input other than it is a blessed land. Wow. That's even more interesting than the other guy's description saying they live to an advanced age. I would like to have a more detailed description, but okay. Yep. It gets, it's vague, bro. Um, Pindar then adds the piece that we are familiar with, one of the descriptors I gave you, which is near the source of the sun. He's the one who added that tidbit that okay. the Greek used. So this man, who has no other connection to this and never mentions it again might have provided the word that the greek continued to use for the description now i believe the greek got there first told him about it he went there and created the description that they used i think that's the order of events Mm -hmm. because this is a list of people who went there after informed by the greek okay so everybody here found out by them which means pindar might have been among the first because he provided the descriptions that were then used Mm -hmm. now diodorus He's a Greek historian, and he lived on in the first century, and he specifically uses the word Hyperborea, which means he came after they named it, and he describes it as a land where people lived in complete happiness, free from disease and old age. 
again, this lines up with what the other guy said. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're uh, now we're getting some crossing lines. Everybody's saying the same thing. We're talking about the same place. But do we know that the Nephilims live a very long time? Or should we just assume that kind of Based thing? Based on these descriptions, I would go with it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It could be technological, and even the humans there live a long time. Because keep in mind, it's a refuge for the Nephilim, which means there's humans there. Yeah. So mm. if they're not like, oh, people are dying left and right, it's, it has to be technology because you didn't alter the humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the humans are going to die naturally. You had to alter the humans. My bad. You had to alter the humans. So it has to be technology. Mm-hmm. But now the question is, think about the logic of what that means. We have none of these people mentioning that people are dying, and they're saying, well, people don't die. People go there, and they don't die. It's technology, right? Which means you alter the humans, right? Which means you have okay. the capacity to alter the humans, right? Which means you successfully did what the Elysians fucking failed to do with Jesus, right? You altered the humans and didn't have adverse effects. You're just living in peace. But Fuck. they have a bigger goal with Jesus. It wasn't just altering human. Like, it was something else. Yeah, it was something else. It was so- definitely had to do with- You think they could genetically... I mean, they can, right? Because that's what Asriel did. Yeah. Asriel, as part of the Garden of Eden, the geneticists solved natural disease. Natural death stopped existing for the Elysians. So, yes, I guess you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then what? they don't have a... I mean, their whole civilization is, and I'm sure they gave it to the Egyptians, and I'm sure they gave it to the Mayans, because those people also... We have weird extended periods of time with the same individuals involved. Like, mm-hmm. long, long, bro. So, yeah. But this is what's weird about this, because then we have the... We still have the problem of Eloi. And, like, you live, like, three million years, bro. Bro, are you a vampire? What the fuck is happening? You live like three million years and Asriel discovered the genetic solution to death with your grandson. Bro, how the fuck? But he he's the one with the apples. Maybe the apples helped. Maybe. Well, the apples at this point are, are some sort of code, right? Because the apple of knowledge is obviously information download. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the fucking name tells us. Weirdly enough... Weirdly enough. And now we got to put this into perspective because the name of the Apple of Knowledge gives us a lot of information. Right? Mm-hmm. Obvious. There's two other fruits, but one of them is going to give us more information than we thought now that we have because we didn't add these to the reframe. The fruit of life. Not sure what that means under our context. Because when I say the fruit of flesh, now that gets interesting when we're talking about AI. What is this the external key that allows the AI to connect outside of the system? What is the fruit of flesh other than getting flesh? But that doesn't make any sense within a program unless it's what you require. Also, it's the hardest fruit to find. And it's also exactly what they needed for Jesus. Why? I don't know. Okay. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, we just... We learned something. Yes. So it probably had to do with those. It probably has to do. Because we know knowledge, obviously. Mm -hmm. Given. I don't know what the fruit of life means. But now, the fruit of life is the weird one. And not the fruit of flesh. Which is like, what the fuck is this? Now the fruit of flesh, obviously something. It's something, right? It's something to get you out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the flash drive you can go into. I doubt it because that would exist outside the system. It has you to be don't something. think the fruit of life it just means living longer? No, because we can figure that out through science as we are AI. It's a matter of altering the code, even if we yeah. see it as biology. But at his time, they didn't have that. You are right. So, but then why would they need the fruit? 
they if, did it themselves. If they did it themselves. Or why would they need or to do it themselves to, yes. if they have the fruit? Hmm. It doesn't make sense. The fruit wasn't no. doing that because they needed Azrael. So the fruit this of... It's complicated. Yeah, because yeah. you have to be born with the fruit. You can't just eat the fruit. Like, yeah, it's like, not an actual fruit. Yeah, exactly. We haven't heard of somebody literally eating the fruit. We have the biblical text, but when we break that apart, it's not even a fucking like mythical place. It's yeah. just a lab. So, okay, what does it mean? Hmm. In the fruit of knowledge, it's some sort of condensed, maybe a zipped file, a closed file with immense amounts of data. That's why it got compressed. Mm -hmm. So somehow you integrate this and boom, mad data. Jesus, too much data. Also, the situation with Jesus makes a lot of fucking sense suddenly. People are having visions of him. People are having visions in the future and visions in the past of where mm -hmm. he is. No, you made a virus and it's infecting random shit. Yes. Okay. Huh. Random systems. And you're like, we got to get our whole fucking code the fuck away from this thing. It fucked up where we are. We got to yes. go. Yes, that makes sense. This is getting oh. corrupted. We out. All mm -hmm. of it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So then what the fuck is the fruit of life? No idea. Anyways. Strobo. A geographer and historian from the first century wrote the Hyperborea, also using the same name was a mythical land located far north of Greece beyond the lands known to the Greeks. Not very descriptive. He was just like, I went far. Oh, farther than far. Yeah, I went <laughs> so far, there's no way they knew. Yeah. And then finally, we have Pausanias, which was a traveler and geographer from the second century, also mentioned Hyperborea in his writing, and he described it again, like many people, in agreement with the statement Literally using the words, yes, blessed? a blessed land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he added a little, a little something. A little sauce. He said, a blessed land where the people were favored by the gods. What? That line stuck out so hard because nobody else has some shit like that. that I does looked, not make sense. It does after I looked it up. Okay. Uh, apparently, in the old days, people favored by gods... Specifically, roughly around the first century. This guy's the second century, so he was a year away. The terminology favored by the gods was always given to the popes, the priests, and people who would allegedly be in direct communication with the gods. Not necessarily that the gods looked well upon them, but they were favored. That's who they interacted with. There were some people who were hated by the gods, but they were favored by the gods because the gods still interacted with them. What who the fuck does this is mean? considered, yeah, the gods? Because I thought the Elysians, which they could probably see as gods, did not like the Nephilims and wanted to destroy the Nephilims, and that's why the Nephilims were hiding. Yeah, but the people, these people that we're talking about aren't referring to the Elysians as gods. These are people okay. who are familiar, at least, with the grade of power that those Greek scientists had so they're not seeing the elysians and being like they're also gods these are people who although they are part of the general population yeah. they are in on the information with the then when it comes to gods are they talking about are they talking about the greek gods no 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 they are familiar with the greeks with the greek with the people we consider the greek gods is just the name of their group because we don't know if they named themselves like all the other weirdos who okay. needed team names do you know what they are considering Gods to be the no, but they're looking at Nephilim. Uh -huh. They see more powerful than the people who told them about the Nephilim. 
And they're saying that the Nephilim aren't even the gods. The Nephilim, who are way more powerful than everything else we've seen, are the ones favored by the gods. What the fuck does he mean? Upon looking this up, all it revealed to me is that term was almost exclusively used in that time period to refer to people who were allegedly directly in contact with God. Or gods, whatever people's gods. It was just normal terminology, regardless of what god you believed in, for the people who were allegedly, you know, the priests mm. and the people who preached to you. Those are the people favored by God. Okay. And that terminology was almost exclusively used in that context. So what the fuck did he mean by looking at some shit he clearly knew was more powerful and still be like, all the gods favored those things? That means one of two things. Either the Nephilim or this town, Hyperbole Rhea, was consistently in contact in a visible way with people from the Shadow Realm. But as we know, people from the Shadow Realm are about average scale to our most powerful individuals, so they'd be seeing something about the level of the Elysians, because the most powerful thing we know disappeared. Mm-hmm. Or, or, that is the location that is frequented by people from Elfame. Hmm. Hmm. Why, though? Why, though? I guess as an, a safe haven of sorts, and we know that humans, or not humans, but people of Elfame have died within the program. Perhaps it is a place where even the Nephilim are aware of what these people really are. And they're just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. This is a safe place for you guys. You people who programmed and jump in the game or the program or whatever the case is. Here is safe. You can hang out with us here. We're not going to harm you. This is safe for you. But even though other ones like Shiva are afraid of them, other people like her are not. Afraid of who? The Nephilims. What did I say about Shiva? No, she's afraid. I mean, he is it he? It's a he. He's afraid of Azazel. Of Azazel, but not of the Nephilim. We don't know. We don't know why he's afraid of Azazel. He just finds Azazel threatening. The theory would be because of the Nephilim, but this argument this now defeats that. Yeah. yeah. Because what this other guy says gives us concrete information, which then kind of rules this out of Shiva's comment. Mm-hmm. Which is, it? in theory, it would have been because of the Nephilim, because that's kind of what he's known for. Mm-hmm. But now this guy is like, chances are there's probably some of those people just casually hanging out there. Which, okay. it can't be the Nephilim then. There's mm-hmm. something more insidious about Azazel that we are unfamiliar with. There's, he knows something. A we cup, deep dive back into him. Yes, a couple of people sticking up around you know, here but and there. If, every, if it's only the Nephilim, so that we that he leads to, then <laughs> What does it mean? Well, we'll find out when we get there. Yeah. We're asking questions to which we haven't even looked into yet mm-hmm. at that point. Now, I want to know more about the place now that we have the fact that we know what we're talking about. Now we know anytime these descriptions show up, we know how to find it again. Yeah. Right? So, different search happens. Now I'm going into old books, looking into all kinds of ancient texts. Anything that seems even slightly familiar, if I find the words, you know which words I'm looking for. A blessed land Mm -hmm. where the sun never falls or the sun is always in the sky. It's always bright or people live forever. Just a nice amount of keywords to zero in on shit. And fuck did I zero in on shit. So let us begin. The Swedish believe in vate. And they believe that the Vate is a type of supernatural creature and that it is depicted around the size of a human or smaller, 
which mm. falls in line with what we know about the Nephilim. They try to warp the Nephilim in a lot of old texts into being giants. giants and things like that, but that's literally just words. It's not real. It's not a literal translation. They're trying to show you, oh, they're powerful. Okay. And we're confusing big power with big size because no perfect translation. Mm hmm. So powerful, big, oh yeah, and we're like size wise, yeah, they can't be stronger than us. Not, they're just big. They're just they're our size are smaller. They're roughly human sized. They're just human sized because okay. so are the Elysians. There'd be mm. no way they're just giant suddenly or whatever the case might be. So you're like, yeah, they're basically his argument is they're normal sized. Okay. They're some kind of a creature and they're normal sized. But they have abilities that are so foreign they feel like magic. Right. Keep in mind, I found this through the same descriptor. The, the, uh, they're talking about this creature, and this creature lives. They don't specify the location, but this creature lives north, and this creature lives somewhere where it never ages. So okay. Like, okay. Sounds similar. Okay. We're getting somewhere, right? So while they weren't giant, they were believed to possess otherworldly powers and can be, they could either be good or bad. So okay. personalities, <laughs> there's yeah. variety. Next. To assume any creature is... Purely I think, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Luanto. So, this is the Finnish. And Luanto is essentially a form of Shinto. Believes in the spirit within everything. It's also similar to American uh, uh, Native American spiritualism. Everything has a spirit. Everything has a purpose. Everything is part of the ecosystem of life. So, that's the name of an idea? Luanto, Yes. And the Luanto specifically suggests that there is a type of, quote, spirit, unquote. Specifically, I'm going to add to E when they, now these are, again, individuals who are trying to make a distinction. This guy went out of his way. If you notice in the previous one, I said not giant. That guy felt the need to elaborate that because he was aware that people were making the comparison. Okay. This guy was also aware of the comparison. And he specifically states two things here. These creatures are not giant, and these creatures are not human. Hmm. But they're close. Okay. Next, we have a Holdra. Holdra is Scandinavian. Now we're getting way into Norway. Mm -hmm. And they believe that in the most northern part of Norway, there is a place with beautiful women who live in a forest, a civilization hidden in the forest, that you must travel mountains, you must travel hills, you must travel deep fogs to find, and that you will get lost. He, again, is fully aware of where people are going to go, and follows up with, I heed that these are not the Nephilim, they are not giants, they are powerful, they are supernatural beings, but they are tied to nature. Now we got something weird, because Luanto suggested the same fucking thing. They are somehow nature spirits, yet we come here to the people who live next to it. And they land at the same thing. These things are somehow tied to nature. Okay, but they're saying they're not Nephilim. They're saying that they're not Nephilim, but he's interpreting them not being Nephilim 
based on the descriptions we've provided of Nephilim. These are in order of when they were told. So by the time we get to Heldra, we're talking much further in the future where the concept of Nephilim has been established. So now he's not referring to Nephilim in the context we know them. He's referring to what we're talking about as something else. He has a different name for it because by his point, Nephilim has been nailed down as the giant angel people. Oh, okay. So he's like, these are not that. But they probably are. Well, they're the Nephilim we're talking about. Yeah. Not the biblical Nephilim yeah. that's giant. He's pointing out they are not this Bible thing that's mm-hmm. giant and like half angel creature thing. It's like, no, this is part of nature in the most exaggerated way possible. This is not supernatural, although they have these abilities. Mm-hmm. They are part of nature. They sound like fairy creatures, but okay. <laughs> they do sound like fairy creatures, right? Yeah. This is my theory on what the problem here is. Yaldabaoth had to kill whatever the fairies are, the ones that came into the system from outside the system, in order to create Earthrealm, probably as a byproduct, maybe not intentional, I'm just curious as to what would happen. Or maybe he ran science and knew what would happen, who the fuck knows. But he needed to capture the random quality that existed with the people of Elfame. And that got created here in what we consider to be Earthrealm. Although it's not shared in the wider program. That's just normal programming. Mm -hmm. So this little box contains all of the eccentricities. Yet somehow, the connection of an Elysian and a human seems to, because what you're saying is very on point, it seems like they're describing fairies. But the fairy was made out of an Elysian and a human. Except everything in Earthrealm was made from whatever was no fame. So is putting more Earthrealm things of different calibers together creating more of an Elfame thing? Is it the program gaining sentience when we do things like that? And Hmm. that's why it's superior to something like the Elysians. Because we took however many people But that would also make sense that... Crap, I forgot his name. The guy who's afraid of the other guy. Shiva. Shiva. Why he would fear fear these things if they're they're gaining sentience in (laughs) a yeah it's not AI sentience which presumably is what the Elysians and us humans are Mm. in a way that people in Elfame can't be. We're some level of sentience, but we're artificial sentience in a way. Mm -hmm. We're the best part of it, but six seven individuals died to make eight billion. Mm -hmm. Like okay, that's very different than it's only took two individuals to make this one, and it's more than everything within the program. That sounds like sentience. It sounds like, because what happens? They have better technology, they have solved problems that seem complicated to us. See. Effortlessly, out of sight, they did not need to interact unless we keep uncovering fucking stones and we find out this is the same fucking story of the Elysians all over again, but with a bigger, batter thing. We'll find out as time goes by and we keep flipping shit over. All right, two more, and then we got to get the fuck out of here because we're about to run out of time. So, yeah, we're going to have to continue this a different day. But anyways, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Haltija in Finland. Well, I guess not in Finland, but by the Finnish. This is their uh, interpretation. They have mentioned of a northern location somewhere in the Norway region that they believe contains guardian spirits. Mm-hmm. They are associated specifically 
with nature's deities, which again, we're landing in somewhere weird. What do you mean by nature's What's deities? What's going on here? They are not giants, although they themselves do not say, again, we're get, uh, this is a lot of it taking place by people who know what the Nephilim are. And they're like being weary of trying to say that this is the creature from the Bible. Okay. Again, this is an order of how it was said. So the mm -hmm. deeper in we get, the more their idea of a Nephilim is the biblical version. And I they're trying to make disclaimers of this isn't that. Okay. And yeah, he believes they are not giants, but he never literally uses the word Nephilim like they do before him. But it fits the role, it fits the location, and he believes that they are nature spirits and that the land is blessed, but he doesn't use the term in the same way. He doesn't say a blessed land. But he says they're talking to gods. He says they they're talking gods. to gods, yes. He believes there is something greater than whatever the hell he saw there. Okay. But now we're getting into areas where these people now are not familiar with the Greek. They are not familiar with the Egyptians. They are not familiar with the Mayan, not the ones we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So this is now we're entering territories of these people essentially having already done their evacuation. And we're like two, three hundred years ahead of that where Christianity has gone into full effect and they fucking hit. This is the book. This is reality. Everybody believe it. Okay. So we've gotten to that point and these people are stuck on the whole Nephilim or angels. Yeah. So they're just packed with disclaimers left and right. And the last one is the Noadi, which weirdly enough is a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a philosophy, a spiritualist philosophy. But they have this one thing that sort of stops it from being philosophy, which is really odd. It goes as follows. They get their philosophy, the Noadi, hmm? from enlightenment that they get from the offspring of gods and angels. They travel north to get this enlightenment and spend time in their paradise. And where do they believe this paradise takes place? They, the blessed land? I don't know. They specifically just say it's in Norway. Oh, okay. They don't say the blessed land, but they specifically just like, up by Norway, we find the path to heaven. Okay, that makes sense. And it's hmm. like, they don't even believe in heaven, but their interpretation of it is the spiritual quest and these elite Whatever they are, these godlike, angel-like things are where we get our philosophies and where we get... So it's really complicated to know if they're being literal. Because they're not describing having seen a place. They're not describing having seen people. It's all cryptic language. And it seems like they're just being metaphoric. Except they point at the right place. Yeah. And they use the proper descriptions. But they're not claiming any of it is real and they're not claiming any of it is more than an idea but they've used everything we needed to be like he's talking about that fucking place yeah it's too similar to everyone else yeah now this is among one of the most recent mentions recent is still like a thousand five hundred years ago but oh it's still goodness. one of the most recent mentions okay so the further in we go the more removed we get to the point we get to disclaimers, we're like, well, we stopped. No, they're not Nephilim. We don't know what they are, but they're different. It's like, at the beginning of this, you were definitely Nephilim. Mm -hmm. By the middle, now you guys are questioning. And now this guy doesn't even know if this is a real place or what. He's just like, it's an idea. It's like, damn, Christianity went hard, bro. Yes, yes, it did. It worked. <laughs> it worked. At the beginning of the same five people, that guy was like, no, for sure. By the fifth guy, just 500 years later, he's like, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. Damn. That makes sense, though. Did the mission work or what? Mm -hmm. 
Damn, bro. Anyways. Anyways, next time, we we gotta continue this, because this dive, I did a lot of work here, dude. There's so much to look at, and like, just Beautiful. think about how much we just discussed right now. Ah, it wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. I thought this was gonna be like a whole awesome. other hour of this shit, so I guess, I guess next week, guys. Tune in to find out. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, is Vegeta gonna get shafted by Frieza? Find out. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Probably, he's gonna get killed. Goku's gonna save the day like he always does, because mm -hmm. that's the only reason he exists, to save his homies who are incompetent. Anyways, so if you guys want to talk to us about this stuff and let us know anything about any of this junk, uh, you guys can hit us up on our socials at Just Combo Pod, anywhere, TikTok, and X, and Instagram, and Facebook. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Yes, and word of mouth. Tell people about the program and tell people that we've uncovered a couple of things. And you probably definitely, definitely want to tell them to listen next week. Because if you guys have ever wanted factual confirmation for something, that happens next We're gonna week. We're going to be mind blown. You're definitely going to be mind blown. And some of this stuff, I don't know how it hasn't been more widespread. I think it's because of our ego mm. as humans. Okay. I'll elaborate more next week. Oh, man. This has been The Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.